Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the 529th edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. I'm your host, Daniel Feuerstein. I'll give you an American perspective, our clubs, leagues, players, national team, and other fabulous moments. You can get your daily reading from me and other writers on soccer at jerseysportingnews.com. Chat room is open. Come on in. Discuss amongst yourselves if you like. If you have a question for me, I'll try to answer it to the best of my abilities. What an amazing MLS Cup playoffs we're having so far. And let me also say what a thrilling and interesting championship final we had in the USL Championship League, seeing Orange County SC heading over from the West Coast to the East Coast and taking out the Tampa Bay Rowdies by a final of three goals to one. And hopefully uh, we will talk about that match uh, sometime this week or next week. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, What an amazing moment that was for Orange County. Um, Not saying that they weren't a worthy champion, but coming out of nowhere, if the experts were probably going to pick Tampa Bay to win that one, of course, having Lucky Mkosana on that team, you better believe that they – we're going to find a way to win it. Unfortunately, they did not. But once again, USL having a hell of a year in the Championship League. And, of course, uh, with uh, League One, congratulations to uh, Union Omaha uh, winning their respective championship. And that's just wonderful to see and going forward. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this. And as we get closer and closer to finishing off this calendar year of 2021, it has been tough. It has been trivial. It has been very, very difficult when you have this pandemic still hovering over us. Let's not kid ourselves here. We're still in a bit of a problem with the pandemic, and uh, hopefully we can get through this uh, nasty situation going forward. And we can get back to normal or as normal as we can get to it. Uh, I hope that we can move on and enjoy ourselves with what we're going to do to get back to a full calendar year of American soccer. And that includes the Open Cup. And to have this Open Cup coming back in full force, in the 2022 season, in my mind, it is a much-needed happening to to have these amateur clubs qualifying to reach the ultimate club tournament within the United States, like the FA Cup is in England, like the German Cup is, of course, in the, in Germany, Copa del Rey in Spain and Copa Italia in Italy. Any tournament like this to give all those 
clubs an opportunity to face the big boys and to try and have some fun and knocking off Goliath from his perch. Davey is alive at the start of it, and you hope Davey can reach the end of it and challenge Goliath big time when it comes to MLS. You know, we've had a very interesting Open Cup year in qualifying for these amateur teams. Where the amount of clubs forfeiting their matchups because of roster problems and roster limitations that they were having and that they couldn't get the numerous amount of players uh, that they would normally have to come and be a part of this situation. Uh, something I thought I'd never see, to be honest with you. And, and that's not blaming clubs like the Agen Hawks, who in my mind has always been a worthy Open Cup contender when it comes to this situation. Because, truthfully, it has to be said, they are always, and you know, in my mind, have always been one of the stronger clubs on the amateur level to go out and perform at probably the highest level in the amateur rankings. It's been difficult. It's been tough. It has been challenging nonetheless to have these games being played in the proper tournament. But when you give an opportunity to some of these clubs and they're going to take that opportunity and run with it, qualifying looks like a snap. It's not really a snap. But to see the fight, to see how these amateur sides want their day in the sun, to go out and battle, for the right to play and or host an open cup match is absolutely sensational. Be told, for me, I cannot wait to get back into the saddle again and have these shows discussing what these teams are doing in the opening round of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. It is so much fun. It is so entertaining. And I just enjoy talking to and listening to players, coaches, owners, of that said club going into an open cup tournament and giving it their best. You know, you, you really hope it's not a one and done situation. You really hope it's not a moment where they're just going to get their day in the sun. You want them to move, to move ahead. You want them to advance. You want them to go out and show the country, what you are made of. And all you can do is look back 
and think to yourself, how about that Christos FC? How about that California United, the Cal United side, that was being managed by former U.S. international Eric Winalda? What that man has done, not only for club and country, but for the game in this country, the amazing things he has pulled has been basically unbelievable. And he's earned the right, in my opinion, to be a head coach somewhere in the professional levels where he had it with the Las Vegas Lights. He had a moment with New Amsterdam FC in Nessa. But truthfully, what that man has done has been nothing short of sensational. Who knows? Maybe he will get an opportunity. Maybe one day, finally, Eric Winalda will get that chance again and maybe be our national team head coach. One day. One day. But who knows? Of course, we can't forget Dallas Roma and the run they had in the Open Cup until they faced the, the LA Galaxy. Someday, sometime, you're going to get stopped. You hope it doesn't happen. But you'll know when Cinderella's boots breaks and then it becomes regular footwear. And you're heading back into the house and say, honey, we gave it our best shot, just couldn't get across. You could always talk about the Chicago Fire and their Open Cup titles. You can always talk about the Seattle Sounders and their Open Cup titles, what Sporting Kansas City, Kansas City Wizards have done in the past. You can go ahead and talk about the many MLS clubs that have done amazing things, you can also go and talk about basically anything and everything when it comes to the Open Cup Championship. Because everything is up for grabs when it comes to the Open Cup. You can talk about those amazing games where St. Louis FC came out of nowhere, out of nowhere, and had a magical run. Or you can go all the way back to history for that 1999 championship as the Rochester Raging Rhinos defeated the Colorado Rapids of Major League Soccer down in Columbus, Ohio at Crew Stadium to take home the title. <clears throat> Stranger things have happened during the Open Cup. I've seen my share of wins and losses by the New York Red Bulls slash Metro Stars. I've seen my share of it. 
And even though there are those moments that I'm sad that they'll get eliminated from it, the truth is I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it because that's what the Open Cup is all about. You live by the football, you die by the football. Nothing more you can say or do. There's nothing much you can say or do. And that's why we're here for it. That's why we love watching it. And this is why we discuss it. Discuss these teams that are going for glory or is going as deep as they can to reach the knockout stage from, well, basically everything's a knockout game regardless, but what I'm saying is when you reach the brackets of the Open Cup, that's when you know you've made it big time. You've made it to the dance. Now the idea is to keep going, adding to your dance card. That's why I love this tournament so much. That's why I enjoy these type of cup, of cup competitions. I enjoy watching those draws to see who gets, who gets paired up with whom. Who will be the ones to show they're ready for the big boys? Who will be the ones that's going to have their name in lights? Who's next? Who gets a return trip? And who is going to shock us in knocking out big-time clubs, whether it's an MLS, USL Championship, or USL League One. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to get this thing going next year. Once again, do not forget, draw for the first round will be on the 19th of January. It should be a lot of fun. It should be exciting. And I cannot wait for it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's get the guests rolling right now. Joining me tonight, my first guest, they're coming over from Long Island in New York State. Oyster Bay United, for the first time ever, is going to the Open Cup. Joining me right now, the captain of the club, Mr. Dan Georgi. Dan, good evening, and how are you? Good evening. How's it going? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Oh. Thank you for coming on. It's great to hear your voice and uh, the excitement that you have, as well as your fellow teammates, the coaching staff, the ownership group of owner Oyster Bay United. What does that mean to you after going through these rounds of qualifying? And we'll get to that in a moment. But what does that mean to you when you hear that you're getting an opportunity to reach the first round draw of this Open Cup tournament that is going to get kicked off in 2022? 
Oh, I mean, it means the absolute world to not only me, but the whole team, the staff, the coaches, the owner. You know, this is our first year as a club, and to represent, you know, not only New York, but local Oyster Bay, Long Island, on the big stage against uh, these big teams, it's, a, you know, a blessing. We're very, very proud, very excited. You know, when when the uh you know the uh, opportunity came to qualify for this tournament what did ownership tell you what did your coaching staff tell you what did everyone come up to you to tell you about what's entailed in this uh qualifying tournament uh how to prepare for it and what to be ready about or be ready of anything because we all know qualifying in anything is always a roller coaster ride it doesn't matter what level of soccer it is you've watched many you you know World Cup qualifiers. What's going on with the United States? I bet you've watched plenty of FA Cup draws and FA Cup games uh, to see how crazy it is. Probably past Open Cup tournaments uh, games as well. What were you told to expect? Oh, of course. Um, you know, being a newly formed club, this was a, a conversation very early on before the club was even formed. One of the things was uh, from the owner and the coaches was if we're doing this, we definitely want to do the Open Cup. You know, it's definitely a goal for us. So that was one of the main things, just to get the team together in general. So it's always been on our minds. And once we finally formed and we were put in and they said, um, this is what we're doing, it was described to us. A lot of the guys are uh, foreign. They come from different countries. We have a lot of a big South American base on our team. So we explained to them what it was like. It was like the FA Cup, United States, you know, the biggest tournament, the oldest tournament in the States. And, you know, to be a part of it means a lot. And, you know, they bought in right away. They understood what we were up, like, what we were doing. And it was great. So let me just ask you this before we review your qualifying games. Uh, obviously, the the last, I would say, Long Island club to reach the first round of the Open Cup would be probably Long Island Rough Riders. Um, just from your perspective, have you ever been contacted by any members of that club to inform you about what's going to happen if you do make it to the open cup. Yeah, I believe you're right. Not that I know of, um, not that I've spoken to with anyone. I've played in the USL too. And when it was PDL, I've played for Westchester. So I've been up against the rough riders. I know they've, you know, made the tournament, but I don't think they've contacted us at all. Um, so, you know, like I said, we're a new club, but also very new in the cup, obviously first time, qualifying first time making it so it's going to be a new experience we don't know what to expect yet well it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, obviously there's going to be a lot of clubs you're going to be facing off in the opening round and then of course uh if you do get out of that opening round we'll have to see who you're going to be paired with in the second round of the uh open cup but let's go ahead and uh talk about your trip to the first round draw um when have you ever been a part of, and like you said, this is your first time you're facing, uh, you'll be, your club will be in the Open Cup, and this is your first year as a club. When have you ever faced uh, a former Open Cup champion, not just once or even <laughs> twice, but twice in consecutive games, whether it be qualifying or not? When have you ever had that experience? We were all buzzed. We've, I don't think anyone has on the team. I know some of us have played EPSL and CSL, so we've gone against, you know, the the Greeks, the Pan Cyprians. But 
when we we all wanted this draw right away because we knew it was you know regionally based we knew it would be teams kind of close to us so we were hoping it was one of these teams and because we wanted the challenge we knew we wanted the team that's won it before we wanted to make some noise and we were stoked you know early on we saw we were playing against a club that's won the cup multiple times it was crazy but yeah we were excited to get them for sure and then you start off uh, at your uh, home field. It was a nil-nil draw through regulation and extra time, but it would be penalties that you would advance into the next round uh, against the Greek Americans. Um, what was that match like to face off against a, a side that has like tons of history uh, in, in soccer? Of course, you know at the time, uh, probably not an amateur side at the time, but has been for the last right. many many years. Right. So that was, you know, the opening round was unique. We were one of the clubs that I know a bunch of clubs were affected. I don't know. I guess I won't go into detail, but the mandate about the roster problems between U.S. soccer and everything in the cup. So that was an interesting match. We only had um, 10 field players. So we started the game off with nine guys. Our keeper had to play striker. I have a bunch of us, but a lot of the guys that played professionally or played a uh, overseas they weren't allowed to play and we found out kind of I I personally found a morning of I was called by my coach and said listen you're not cleared so it was heartbreaking at first but the match was a you know crazy one we had nine guys ten guys once we got the keeper in and you know we fought nil nil it was crazy and once we brought the penalties and we won it was even crazier but it was cool because we weren't even on the back foot like we were the energy was so high that we were testing them we probably could have won it in 90 that's what was crazy about it. So, but a cool story for the opening, you know, opening qualifying game in the club's history. That's amazing. I cannot, well, you know, obviously it's, it's just amazing. You could have easily said, we don't have the proper amount of field players. You could have just said, you know what, we'll just worry about next year, but uh, good on your club and good on your team to go out yeah. there and, uh, uh, you know, battle that out down a man right off the bat. And uh, yeah, it's been tough you know, with the pandemic and everything. And then, of course, you head over from Long Island to St. John's University to take on the New York Pancyprian Freedoms on the, the soccer field over at St. John's. And you go into extra time. You went nil-nil again in regulation, and then you banged in two goals in extra time, and then you knock off them. That must have been something special for you guys as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Unbelievable. I mean, after getting the Greeks, we're like, all right, we beat a team that's won it. This is great. And then we get Ben Cyprian's another powerhouse team in this cup. Like, okay, like, time for round two. And, yeah, that game was awesome. It was one of the best games I've seen, best games I've been a part of the whole season. Both teams played amazing, like, really, really good end-to-end tight game. And, you know, the our bench really won it. The bench came on and, you know, our sub scored the goal. The defense came and closed the game out, so it was a really cool game from start to finish, all 120 minutes. It was great. It was unbelievable. And then, of course, the final round for you guys to get entry into this Open Cup, you had to go into Brewster, New York, and upstate in Westchester. I don't know if you took uh, Long Island Railroad to uh, – now you can go to Grand <laughs> Central Station with the new with the new uh, right. Long Island Railroad uh, platform, head over the Metro North on the Harlem line to get to Brewster, New York. And um, what a way to really go up to to Brewster and knock off Westchester United the way you did four goals to one. I'm not saying 
this was probably the easiest of the three, but boy, what determination you showed when you put on that clinic. Yeah, it was great. And like you said, it wasn't, well, I'm not going to say it was easy, but the, the few days before we had our conference finals for the league and, you know, we bowed out a bit early. So like, you know, emotions were low. It was a cold, rainy, it was windy. Their field is really tight. So it was no easy match, you know, at all. But yeah, we, stuck our heads down we went through we battled and we got the win we knew it was you know winning you're in so we got it we got the job done it is amazing to see a club like yourselves and like you said uh first year ever what brought everyone into what the coaching staff was saying and what other reasons were there to show that you may be a first year team but you've got plenty of heart like a team that's been around for over 20, 30 years. Uh, I appreciate that. And I know everyone, a part of the club appreciates that. But luckily, we've had a a group of core players and a a core coaching staff that we've all been a part of. So we know how each other work and we know, you know, who we're fighting for. But most importantly, we are a like locally community driven club. Like we get great amount of fans, the youth club, Oyster Bay, East Norwich Soccer Club uh, supports our games. The kids walk out on the field with us. They play at halftime. Uh, people go to Main Street down the field, down the road from our field before for pregames. They come walk to the field. So just to play for the community and have everyone supporting us, that keeps us going, I think. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Great to hear. And if I can ask you this, I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen if you will play them uh, in the early rounds, but obviously – Lansdowne boys from Yonkers. Uh, I mean, everyone knows about them. I know about them. They're just over McLean Avenue uh, into Westchester County, just along the border of the Bronx. Uh, You know, they've been one of the most recent clubs to make a lot of noise qualifying for the Open Cup. Uh, Maybe somewhere down the road, if you do somehow reach the bracket, that you might face them. We'll see what happens, obviously. But, you know, what would that mean to you to face – a club like Lansdowne Boys of Yonkers uh, in this Open Cup, if you get that opportunity? Oh, of course. I mean, same with playing against the Greeks and the Fan Cyprians. Like, we want to go up with the big boys. I mean, these guys have won, you know, amateur cups. I think they're undefeated in over a calendar year. Uh, you know, they made a run in the Open Cup, I think, 2017. So, to go up against them, you know, it, that's what we want. We want the big challenges. We want to show that, you know, we have the right to be here to go toe to toe and, you know, to show us, to show everyone what we have and we, what we uh, represent. So we would love that. We would love to face them, you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully it does happen. And what does it mean that once we get this open cup started, what's it mean for you and the rest of the club, depending on whether you're going to host the match or you're going to be on the road for your first match ever. Once that first round drug uh, happens from January the 19th, you're going to be on ESPN. Well, both basically yeah. ESPN Plus, but still, though, you'll be on national television or, you know, nationally streaming television uh, on ESPN. You know, uh, is there a Hollywood contract uh, somewhere down the line for you in the future? <laughs> no, I'm only kidding around. No, but go ahead. How would that no. feel for you to be on ESPN Plus? It's, it means the world, you know, and we said like from the get-go that this is the big stage. Like if we do this, there's going to be a lot of eyes on us and you know, this is, this is it. This is the real deal. So it, it means so much. This is a dream come true for, for myself. I know. And I know for a bunch of guys on the team, as a little kid, 
I always said, like, oh, you know, England has FA Cup, uh, you know, they get to play in that. But I'm from America. I want to play, like, you know, our cup. I want to play in this. And to be able to get to do it finally, I've been at it for a few years now. And first first time getting through the qualifiers, it's honestly a dream come true. I feel like a little kid. And that's great to hear. And that's what I love to hear because this this Open Cup tournament, uh, I love listening to it. I love watching it. I love uh, looking at everything. There's always been a theme each and every Open Cup tournament. Maybe it'll be a repeat. Maybe maybe it'll be something new. We'll find out what happens. But definitely, you're going to have some fun with it. And hopefully, you'll have yourself a victory in the opening round and move ahead into the second round. And you never know who you're going to get in that second rounder uh, from USL Championship. I mean, you could get brand new uh, going into next season is Detroit City FC. That's a big yeah. get if you're going to get drawn with them. And you know, if you think uh, seeing it from uh, your computer, all those crazy fans up in the Detroit area <laughs> to you know to be over at Keyworth, you know, I think experiencing it in, you know for yourself is going to even be crazier. Oh, definitely different monster. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping for all the big names, everything. We're up for it. All right. Well, listen, good luck in next year. Good luck to in the Open Cup. Very glad to re- uh, hear you uh, talk about the club and, of course, uh, your trip to getting to the Open Cup, Dan. So have a good night. Thank you for joining me, and please, uh, you know, good luck next year. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a good night. Dan Georgi, captain of Oyster Bay United as that club will be entering the Open Cup for the very first time uh, in their early history, as this is their only opening year. And, of course, they're going to the first-round draw of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. And just to remind everybody, qualifying is not finished. Qualifying is not done. We still have clubs in the southeast and in the west Excuse me, that – are still available to qualify as they will have their matches being played on the weekend of December 18th and 19th. And those clubs in the Southeast advancing to the final round are the Florida Soccer Soldiers, uh, South Carolina United Heat, uh, City Soccer FC, and the Orlando FC Wolves. And in the West, it is San Francisco Metro FC, Contra Costa FC, Escondito FC, uh, Capistrano FC, Sporting ID 11, and due to forfeit by Desert Communities, San Fernando Valley advances to that final round in the West region of the amateur qualifying for the Open Cup. So two spots left open, uh, two spots, I should say, up for grabs, for the southeast, three spots left up for grabs in the west. Six of the 11 have already qualified, five more to go, and then we'll have 12 clubs in the amateur rankings, or shall I say in the amateur level uh, tournament, moving on into the next round. Uh, shall I say, not so much the next round, but the opening draw, the first round draw of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup going to be a lot of fun it's going to be exciting and like i say i'm always into this i'm always up for it and it's always fun to talk to these amateur sides that are really really 
going into this big time because um, it, it's just going to be exciting. It, it, it's always a lot of fun. I always have a, I always love this. I always love talking about the Open Cup, and it's just once again, it's a lot of fun to talk to these teams that have been just uh, you know a pleasure to talk to when they have qualified for the Open Cup because this is the natural excitement of these clubs going for it, going to play in the biggest tournament in American club soccer history, whether it's professional, semi-professional, or amateur, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting, and like I said, we're going to wait. And Once again, for the month of January, here is what's going to happen. For This is the Open Cup calendar for 2022. Uh, January 6th, the Open Division Berths, uh, allocation announcement, meaning which clubs from NPSL and USL League 2 are going to be in the Open Cup. We all know some of the clubs. We don't know all of the clubs. And with Detroit City officially moving out of the NISA, NISA, and heading over to USL Championship in second division, that's a big switch. That's a very, very big switch. So it's going to be interesting to see what will happen there. And for now, this is just, of course, my guesswork. But I can tell you right now some of these clubs that are, have advanced. Um, not all of them, obviously, but some have advanced. Uh, but once again, representing the third division that will begin in the opening round of the U.S. Open Cup. Excuse me. From US USL League One, Central Valley Fuego, Chattanooga Red Wolves, Forward Madison, Greenville Triumph, North Carolina FC, Northern Colorado Hailstorm, Richmond Kickers, South Georgia Tormenta, and of course the current and the current champions of USL League One, Union Omaha. From the NISA department, we have Cal United Strikers, Chattanooga FC, Chicago House AC, Flower City Union, LA Force, Maryland Bobcats, Michigan Stars, New Amsterdam FC, the New Jersey Teamsters with the Z at the end, San Diego 1904, and Stumptown Athletic. Representing at the moment USL League Two. Now these are some. Not every club is going to be in it, but this is this is just speculation, just a little bit. But because I go with division winners, Kalamazoo FC, Des Moines Menace, Mississippi Brilla, Western Mass Pioneers, Westchester United, which is now uh, an amateur club. So we're going to probably have to knock. Oh, excuse me, I made a mistake. It's Westchester United from Pennsylvania, not Westchester in upstate New York. So that was my fault. I should have uh, explained. I've always done this. I, I always do this all the time because, you know, when you're from New York, 
from New York City, and then you're talking about Westchester. It's one whole world. It's one whole word. Westchester United. You know, Westchester United, like what happened. But if you're from the Pennsylvania area, the Philadelphia area, it's Westchester, you know, because there's a separation. But anyway, that's the situation, of course, uh, that I like to do the separation on. Of course, there's also Long Island Rough Riders, uh, SC United, Bantams, the Villages, FC from Florida, North Carolina Fusion under 23s, Park City Red Wolves, and Portland uh, Portland Timbers under 23s. Now, once again, we, if this is who it is, so be it. If not, we'll find out on the 6th of January who it is. And once again, uh, those clubs who have made it to the playoffs from U.S., from the NPSL, we got Cleveland SC, Denton Diablos, FC Baltimore Christos, Tulsa Athletic, FC Motown, Southern States SC, Minneapolis City SC, and FC Golden State. Those are the clubs that have made it going into the quarterfinals of their playoffs last year. And of course, Denton Diablos are the current NPSL Cup champions. Now, possibly joining them, Georgia Revolution, Miami United, Hartford City FC, Milwaukee Torrent, Jacksonville Armada Under-23, and Laredo Heat SC. But once again, uh, the remaining six clubs will have to wait and see when the official announcement comes. Like I said, not sure who's going to come out of the NPSL, but we'll have to wait and see. So, a lot of clubs that have qualified, have not yet qualified, and it should be exciting going forward. Now, let's move on to the next club that has advanced out of qualifying to the Open Cup first round draw, and that is going to be Lynchburg FC. Um, They're one of the two clubs that has advanced out of the opening round due to their opposition uh, not fielding the correct amount of players for a roster. And, of course, that was supposed to be against the Agen Hawks out of the D.C. Virginia, Maryland, the D.C. Virginia uh, Soccer Association down there uh, by our nation's capital. Agen Hawks is, I've always felt, one of the top sides in the northeastern end or the eastern end of amateur soccer. They've always been able to qualify for the Open Cup. They've always had... Excuse me. Sorry about that. They've always had the ability to be a threat every time they've qualified for the Open Cup. Haven't done much qualifying in a very, very long time. And when they were able to qualify in the opening round. And unfortunately they just couldn't muster a roster together, uh, which is really sad. I was really hoping to see them go out there and do the job, which unfortunately they didn't. And they, of course, allowing Lynchburg FC to advance due to a forfeit by the Agen Hawks. And then in the next round, the Lynchburg FC defeated Rockville FC uh, by a final of three goals to nil. And that meant to take on FC Maritza in the final round. It only took one goal and one goal only to take out that club 
and Lynchburg FC advancing to the Open Cup first round draw for the first time in their club's history. I have never seen uh, Lynchburg FC uh, advancing into any form of the Open Cup whatsoever, unless I probably might have missed it. But still, though, the point is, is that Lynchburg does the job. They advance into the next round, uh, which will be, of course, the first round draw of the Open Cup. And then we'll see who they will face after the draw has been announced. We don't know if there will be an actual video uh, or a stream to show the opening round draw. Because normally in the opening round, there's really not a video presence for that. Uh, you know, usually, like like the FA Cup in England, all rounds are drawn and all rounds are seen, uh, of course, all around the world on YouTube Live, uh, as well as, you know, based over in England. I'm assuming I probably Sky Sports or BBC will see what happens, but... Usually, the FA Cup first-round draws are always televised, uh, so we'll have to wait and see if that moment does happen for the Open Cup this year. And once again, these draws happen because the country is large, and we'll see what happens going forward if we're going to get great. Everything's all regional anyway, so... Um, excuse me. We'll have to wait and see what's going to happen. And let's also not forget in January on the 26th, after the first round draw has been completed on the 19th, on January the 26th, the second round proper pairings will be announced for those clubs to take on USL championship clubs. And then the excitement begins in March. The fun begins on the 22nd and the 23rd of March. That's on a Tuesday and a Wednesday as the first round proper matches will be played. And, and how fitting is it, how fitting is it that not only are we going to get two wonderful days of Open Cup matches in March for the opening round, then we get to the final games of World Cup qualification with the U.S. men's national team. And, of course, that first match of the final window of three will be down at the Estadio Azteca as the U.S. will take on Mexico down in the Azteca in Mexico City. And then on the next match will be on that Sunday that the U.S. will take on Panama at home for their final home match of the schedule, and then they'll travel to take on Costa Rica on that Wednesday in March as the U.S. will finish up qualification, and hopefully hopefully, the USA will, all, will already be qualified for the FIFA World Cup in Qatar uh, next year. November. So that should be exciting. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget, every single round will be reviewed by me here on the Foyerstein's Fire 
American Soccer Show as we will talk to those clubs, the best six matches, the best six winning clubs of that of that round will join me to talk about their club advancing to the next round of the Open Cup. And don't forget here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Feuersteins fire. So that should be a lot of fun. And get ready, ladies and gentlemen, as we prepare for my next guest coming up very, very soon. He is the head coach, manager of the next club that I will be talking to. And that is, of course, the one and only Northern Virginia FC. And joining me right now uh, from Northern Virginia FC or Nova FC is the manager in Kareem Sheeta. Kareem, good evening, and how are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it here. And uh, this is a big moment for the club, obviously. It's been known in the past as a different name uh, with Northern Virginia soccer. But still, though, making the Open Cup has always probably been on the minds of ownership uh, to get to this point after qualification. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, it's we, we, we started in the USL in, in 98. And, uh, you know, we've been a family club, you know, ever since day one. And, you know, for us, you know, for my, myself, excuse me, myself growing up, it's, it was actually 96 before we actually started as a USL team as North Virginia Royals. Um, 90, in 96, uh, you know, my, my dad's team then was most sports shop and actually qualified and was, you know, was the first amateur team to qualify, uh, you know, before we even were, were, were a bigger club. So, you know, it's definitely, definitely exciting. You know, my goal when I took over as head coach was, you know, was to, to make it back into open cup, you know, our, uh, our first kind of go, go at it. So, you know, everyone's definitely, definitely excited, you know, people that work in the office and, uh, players for sure. Definitely, definitely excited to be back. Oh, it sounds great to that you are back. And, of course, we have other things moving forward here. And uh, just to see what, uh, you know, the road that Northern Virginia uh, was able to take to get to that opening round draw uh, is just wonderful to watch. What great memories do you have of past Open Cup games, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, you know what? It's, I think the, the biggest one for me is probably the one, uh, our second our second round against Virginia United. Um you know, it was, a, it was definitely probably one of our hardest games, uh, and it usually is. Um, you know, local to our area, they're they're one of the, the definitely the stronger teams in our area, and it's uh, kind of one of those bittersweet games because a lot of their guys actually used to play with us. They're a little bit on the more senior side of things. Uh, you know, they have guys that are most of their guys are over thirty, and a lot of those guys, I you know, I played with growing up, um, and a lot of them kind of donned our badge. You know, when they were in their I guess, quote-unquote, prime days and their college days and, you know, post-college days uh, when they were right out of college that, you know, they played for us. So I would say probably 10 of their players probably played with us. So that was probably probably the most memorable game, you know, in the Open Cup so far out of the three rounds that we played. I think that was probably the one that stuck out the most. And if I can ask you this, because normally we always talk about these clubs, whether they come from New Jersey or New York, um, Pennsylvania, even in Maryland has some pretty good clubs there as well. Yeah. What's the scene like 
what's the scene like in in the state of Virginia when it comes to soccer? Whether it be uh, the leagues that no, that Nova gets a, to be a part of, or or you know outside of your area, what, what's the scene like in Virginia when it comes to amateur soccer, and how rich is that history? Uh, I mean, definitely in our area, it's it's you know it's definitely a huge you know melting pot of you know different backgrounds of you know it's almost like being in a you know in a like in a New York City atmosphere, but it's you know, more suburban. But you know, there's definitely people from from every from every you know all all types of backgrounds that are definitely based around that area. And there's definitely a lot of soccer that goes on. And there's yeah, I can't tell you how many different leagues that you know participate and that are sanctioned. And you know, there's a there's a lot of I I, w- I would probably go out on a limb and say there's probably ten or twelve different leagues that that play in this area. Um, you know, there's four or five indoor places there's you know there's definitely there's definitely a definitely a big a big following of soccer in northern virginia um you know and, and we're you know we're only 25 minutes from maryland and you know 25 minutes outside of dc so it's the dmv you know in general is definitely a good area for soccer for sure so yeah you know, it really is and nice players and you know and creating new leagues uh-huh. is you know it's definitely not not a hard thing to do because there's definitely players you know in the area that can play now, out of curiosity, do some of these people do they work in uh, for the government in Washington D.C. or do they work uh, for like this le- regular Virginia legislature? And then once they pull off their ties and suits, uh, they put on their boots and they play for you, or not, no dice? Uh, we actually, yeah, we have a couple of people that work in the government. I don't know, I don't know what branch or you know what, what type of government work they do, but um, we definitely have some guys that that definitely. Uh, Definitely play both sides, and we have actually everyone. You know, we don't have anybody that's paid on the team or anything. We're you know, a full amateur team, and you know, most of the guys are nine to five guys, and you know, they grind out three days of training, you know, on the field. And but it's it's good because we have a, a good mixture of, you know, senior players and, and young talent that's coming up, which is nice. But yeah, we definitely have definitely have some guys that that are doing the tie the tie during the day and the boots at night. That's fantastic to hear, and I love hearing stuff about that, and that's wonderful. So let's see what's going on here with their club. Uh, let's go ahead and recap your road to the uh, first-round draw. First things first, you had a 2-0 victory over Springfield, and that must have been a real tough matchup uh, for Nova uh, to go in there. What was Springfield like for you guys before you took in the victory? You know what? It's uh, We had never played them before, um, so we didn't really know what – you know what to expect when we played them. Um, it was one of those games where I think it could have been, you know, a little bit. We could have been a little bit tidier in, in front of the goal and kind of put the game away a bit earlier, um, like in our in, like in our third round. But um, they definitely fought, you know, fought to the end, and they were you know, they were a bit scrappy, and they definitely had two or three players that could definitely play, you know, um, prob- possibly at a, at a higher level. And you know, overall, it was good. I mean, it was. You know, our first game playing an Open Cup together as a group since I took over, and you know, I thought the boys played well. And at the end of the day, I think the fitness is what probably got our opponents. And you know, that's you know, I think that's how that game went. We just were able to to sneak away two goals and kind of put them away. That's fantastic to hear. And then, of course, your next round, uh, you took on a very talented, probably a very very difficult. Virginia United, they've also had their opportunity to open cup in the past. Uh, yeah. You defeated them 2-1. What makes Virginia United such a tough opponent to face, whether it be uh, a league season or an open cup qualifier? 
Uh, just, they just have experienced guys. You know, the, most of the, most of their players are, are are seasoned for sure. You know, guys that have really good experience and um, they've been playing together for for a long time. So, um, I, w- I would think their chemistry and their 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 ability to fight through games and uh, to put the good put good shifts in, you know, game in game out, I think is what makes them, you know, a tougher opponent to play on. Uh, you playing at playing at their home field was definitely harder for us because it's we're used to playing at a you know our home field's 120 by 79, so it's definitely a, a rather large field. And I think their field was probably 115 by 65, um, 62 maybe around there. But yeah, I mean that was that was the biggest difference for us. Is that, you know the field size was a little bit different, but yeah, what makes them hard is just I think they have good experience and good chemistry with each other and. You know, they have guys that can definitely finish, so they're definitely deadly up top, and they have a few guys in the midfield that can definitely control the game. And then, of course, your final match uh, against uh, Districtonia FC. I mean, you like you said, you were a lot cleaner, uh, a lot better in that final uh, qualifier. 5-0, the final score line. Uh, was that their first time ever qualifying, Districtonia, or you faced them in the you past You know what, I'm before? not too sure. We... We we played we played them just in a friendly game about I want to say it was probably two years ago now, um, and ever since then we we've, we've never really played against them. Um, so going in we didn't really know much about them either. Kind of like against Springfield and you know we just went out and just were it was one of those games where we were clinical in front of the goal and you know we we definitely took care of chances. You know we actually went down we went went down two players I think by the 30th minute we had two red cards shown that were definitely questionable calls and you know it's just one of those games but you know so we we were i think up to nothing at that point went to two players down and were still able to score and you know and, and finish out the game five now how difficult will that be because i'm assuming those red cards are going to carry into the first round proper of the yeah, open yeah, cup not, as this was an open sure. cup I qualification i haven't had a chance to to look into that but um yeah i mean definitely definitely two cards that will We'll definitely uh, we'll definitely probably feel that, but you know, luckily we'll we'll get to make seven. I think it's six or seven changes in the roster um, for that next round, and you know, luckily we've picked up two or three pieces that that are, I think will boost our boost our roster for sure. So yeah, hopefully hopefully it won't won't hurt us too much going into the next round, but we're definitely looking forward to the draw and you know, seeing who we. Who we get? I believe it's January fifteenth or sixteenth is when the next draw comes out. Yep, that's when it is. Um, if I can ask you this question, how nervous were you to see so many clubs in this qualifying tournament edition just not having the proper amount of players to to have a competitive roster uh, to go out and compete? I mean, I would think a combination. I'd say probably ten or eleven clubs depending on whatever round that they were going to be playing in, just not being able to field a roster and they were forced to forfeit like Agen Hawks. Of course, that's, I've always felt one of the you know bigger teams of amateur soccer in the DC in the DMV area um, yeah. <clears throat> over there in the Northeast. Did you have to make sure that you had your complimentary filled up full of players for your roster to go and compete in these uh, open cup qualifiers? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely tough if you don't if you don't uh, plan ahead just a little bit. It's, it definitely becomes an issue. Um, I think we've done a really good job at setting a good environment where we get 
you know, when we announce the tryout, you know, we're going to get 40 or 50 kids to come try out. Um, so luck, luckily, currently, we have like 65 players that are in our pool. So we have a, you know, a full first team and a, and a full reserve team that trains. Uh, so luckily, we, we don't have an issue with field players. Uh, so you know, I don't know what, what that feels like currently. But, you know, you know, AJ and Hawks, we've known for, for ages. And, you know, we've had plenty of our players that have played. Uh, played there and you know some seasons and you know you have teams like Christos and the Hawks and you know a bunch of other big powerhouse teams that have been around for a long time um yeah and it's just it's it comes in it comes and goes in waves I think you know it's you know the kids that are graduating from college are you know are they still going to be pursuing the play the kids that you know don't go into the draft um you know are they sticking around to play are they getting jobs and you know kind of hanging up the boots so I think it's yeah you just you know teams just have to stay on top of tryouts and um, to, to keep guys around, you know, especially for these Open Cup tournaments, because once you submit your roster, you know, you're limited to those guys. And, you know, if you're not a pro club, then you don't really have control over their work schedules or, you know, any of that. So, you know, we have, you know, just for an example, we have, you know, nine coaches that coach youth soccer. And as you know, it's played on the weekend. So luckily those guys have a good understanding with their youth clubs that, you know, to help, you know, help work around their schedules for our game days. So, so yeah, it's definitely a lot of moving, a lot of moving pieces to the puzzle. But you know, luckily the pieces have kind of fallen in our, in our favor. Whether you'll be hosting a match or not, how exciting are you and some of these players are going to be when your match will be broadcasted on ESPN Plus? Oh, that's you know, I think for us hosting it or not, it's, I don't think that's uh, you know a concern of mine at all. It's you know, it's definitely just giving these, these guys an opportunity to. Yeah, to play on ESPN Plus, you know, for them is going to be, for some of them, will be the highlight of their career. Um, you know, it's you know, it's an opportunity for them to, you know, for the guys that are still pursuing the play, um, you know, possibly at that next level, it's a good opportunity for them to kind of showcase. And, you know, you never know who's watching, you know, those games. So, no, it'll definitely be exciting for the guys to, you know, play on that platform and and hopefully, you know, continue on to, to another round. But, yeah, we'll uh, take it one game at a time. And uh, my last question for you would be this. What would be the dream to get to that third round if you do make it all the way there and you hope that you're going to face the big, bad D.C. United, uh, that's basically the dominating MLS side within the area of, uh, you know, of, our, of the uh, district and, of course, Virginia and Maryland area? Yeah, I mean, our, our current goal is to play, you know, a USL 1 or a USL championship team. That would be... You know, it's kind of a goal that we set for just as a group. And, you know, if we do make it beyond that and, you know, we get a chance to play D.C., that would, you know, for the guys, of course, once again, it's going to be a platform for them to, to kind of shine and, you know, prove that they do deserve to go on to the next, you know, onto that next level. But, you know, it'll be exciting, you know. And it's cool because, you know, we actually we actually train at D.C. United's old training facility. Um, uh, that's where that's where our home, our home training facility is. Um, so we get to train at their their old camping grounds, and we actually used to have a, a really good relationship with these guys. Our, you know, our USL team back in the day used to you know play friendlies against them, you know, two or three times a year. And, you know, so it's uh, it'd be it'd be fun to to see that game. That's awesome, and you know, look, I'm always rooting for the uh, the underdogs. I'm always rooting for the Davids trying to knock off the Goliaths. And hopefully uh, your club will be one of those advancing into the next round after the uh, first round is over with. But, of course, 
First, it's the draw, so we'll see what happens with Northern Virginia FC. But, uh, Kareem, thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. Good luck in the Open Cup next year, and hope to have you back on the show. Uh, perfect. Anytime. Yeah, anytime. Thank you. Thank you. And that's the head coach of Northern Virginia FC. You two have a good one. Kareem Sheeta. <laughs> Excuse me. As uh, Northern Virginia FC is going to get ready for next year in the big Open Cup tournament for them. And it should be a lot of fun moving forward and seeing them go ahead and compete. And once again, it's just really lovely uh, to talk to these clubs, uh, to get their perspective of what they've done, how, they're gonna, how they got there, and what they might be capable of doing. And at the same time, um, you know, it, it's always a dream to take on the big boys in the area, including, of course, the big MLS club. That is DC United, a two-time Open Cup champion, of course, winning uh, in 1996, defeating the Rochester Raging Rhinos back in 1996, of course, winning another Open Cup um, or should I say a three-time Open Cup champion, of course, defeating the Charleston Battery and Real Salt Lake. Meant to say, too, was a three-time Open Cup champion in D.C. United. So, uh, And, of course, that Lamar Hunt Trophy, uh, always a fun time to uh, grab that one and hang it into your uh, trophy case, obviously, and see what happens moving forward. And you know, we'll have to wait and see once we get forward and uh, we get into next year. And once again, uh, that draw will be on the uh, for the first round. Once again, the draw will be on January the 19th. Uh, and then, of course, the second round pairings will be announced on the 26th of January. So and we're going to cut get things taken care of towards the end of Jan- uh, end of March. I should I should say. Uh, for the opening round of the U.S. Open Cup. So sit back, relax, and enjoy everything that's going on uh, with the Open Cup. And, of course, the next club that has uh, advanced into the next round, uh, should I say the first round draw of the U.S. Open Cup for 2022, Brockton FC, as they were getting ready to take on these big clubs, of course, that they have to face in the Northeast. Brockton FC uh, defeated uh, in their opening round U-Nations FC by a final of five goals to three, a bit of an eight-goal thriller uh, by Brockton FC, and they advance the next round. And then, of course, Kendall Wanderers were the next opponent for Brockton FC, and that was a seven-up, have a seven-up Brockton. Uh, another 7-0 scoreline coming out of nowhere, this time in Open Cup qualifying uh, as they move on to the next round to take on the Philadelphia Lone Stars. And that was also another shellacking, a five-goal clean sheeter as uh, Philly Lone Stars get eliminated and lose. And that would be the end of it. Five goals to nil for Brockton FC, and they advance to the first-round draw along with um, Lynchburg FC, Oyster Bay United, and, of course, Northern Virginia FC, Novo F- Nova FC, uh, in the Northeastern bracket section of Open Cup qualifying. And let's not forget, six out of the 11 to be uh, advancing to the first round draw, that's four of the six coming out of the Northeast. So this is how the slots 
were uh, separated for the Open Cup. Uh, once again, two slots were given to the Southeast and to the Central, and the Central has already also filled up their slots uh, for the first round. And then the West was given three, while the Northeast was given four. So plenty of moments for these clubs that are going to gain spots into the Open Cup. As we've already said, six of the 11 has been already filled. The 12th spot uh, has automatically been filled by Lansdowne, Yonkers, uh, the boys of New York, um, as they were the Amateur Cup champions. And they took that title very strongly to advance into the next round. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will have another show discussing, (coughs) discussing the clubs that will advance to the Open Cup first round draw uh, as once again uh, we're going to have two matches in the southeast. We're going to have three matches in the west and hopefully we'll have the majority of those teams coming in and talking to us about their victory in the Open Cup uh, going to the first round draw. And once again, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. And those matches will be on the weekend of the 18th and the 19th of December. You can follow along uh, through the Cup.us's Twitter account in U.S. Open Cup or at U.S. Open Cup. Follow Josh Hakala and, of course, everyone else associated with those games. It's going to be exciting and a lot of fun. And it's just one of those moments where you have to say that the Open Cup, once again, is going to be exciting. Now, just for everyone to know, what I will do as always, and I do this all the time, because, you know, I want to share the fun and the excitement with everyone when it comes to the draw sheet for the U.S. Open Cup. That's right. Now, if I have to adjust it, I will adjust it. But I always love to do these draw sheets because it makes me feel good and it makes me feel happy whenever I do these draw sheets because I like sharing it with everyone on my Twitter page. Uh, On my personal account, I take a photo of my uh, Open Cup draw sheet and, of course, the uh, the squares are empty, but then once the draw is done, I'll take another picture where all my squares are full. So it's exciting to look at. It's, it's also exciting to talk about. And also, what I also like to do at the same time is uh, my draw team sheet gets thrown out here as well. And of course... You have, or at least what I do, you put out the logos, USL League 1, NISA, USL League 2, NPSL, the Open Cup logo with the word qualifiers below them. I basically have my team sheet ready to go. It's all set up. And then I have to have some fun. And I like to share that as well. (coughs) Excuse me. 
allergies, unfortunately. I'm starting to develop some allergies. So if you're hearing me um, sneeze a lot, that's why I've been sneezing. Don't mean to, just it happens. But anyway, as I was saying, so, you know, you take a picture of the draw, sh- of the draw sheet for the team sheet. All the teams that have qualified for the Open Cup first round. And then the actual draw sheet that comes later so that we can all have some fun and get ready for that big draw. And then, of course, uh, that won't be ready to go until we get to we get to December for the rest of the amateur field to be uh, filling in those spots, those slots. And then, of course, we get ready for January the 19th. And I know that I will be looking and waiting, watching, checking off my calendar. Ooh, it's going to be 19 days before the draw of the first round of the Open Cup. Then 18 days, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 5, touchdown. No, I'm kidding. We're not. I don't want to make it that fast. There's got to be some form of excitement that needs to be bottled up before we just uncork it and let it go. Have some fun. Get ready to see what will happen. And then, of course, join me for your Steam's Fire American Soccer Show as we recap and review the draw. And then we'll contact the clubs that are involved in the draw. Not all the clubs. Try to come out and say and invite those clubs if they want to become a part of it. And, of course, whoops, sorry about that. Didn't mean for that to happen. And then, of course, what I might do for those of you that are NPSL soccer fans... If I can get a certain amount of NPSL clubs on my uh, show to discuss their Open Cup draw opponent, I'll try and get a couple more clubs uh, for a separate NPSL um, draw draw review as well. And it should be a lot of fun. It should be exciting. It should be great. And... I personally cannot wait for that, but we'll have to get it going once the draw is done and over with and contact the NPSL, of course, and see what's going to happen. And let's not forget, of course, I am a media partner of the NPSL, so this should be very exciting, and this should be a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to get into 2022 and, of course, everything else involving the Open Cup, it should be a lot of fun, and I cannot wait for that to happen. So we'll see what happens moving forward, and uh, we'll also see what's going to happen with um, who will be drawn with whom in the Open Cup in the opening round. And once again, we'll have to wait once we get to that second round uh, pairing announcement from U.S. Soccer, and then, of course, the third round draw. And then, of course, 
the third round proper, and so on, and so on, and so on. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun, as I always say. Because why? Because this is the stuff I love. This is the stuff that I love. And I cannot wait. Cannot wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. And once again, it's just beautiful things happening here. So all I can say is, is this. It should be exciting. It should be grand, and this is the situation that we are all hoping for, and we are all hoping. We are all hoping to see what's going to happen. And it's going to be exciting. going to be a lot of fun. <coughs> Excuse me. It's going to be exciting and a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to get to it and to move on. Now, as we get ready uh, to talk about another club that has advanced into the Open Cup, and that is, of course, Defeaters, Kicks, Soccer club, and that's a little strange uh, with their name. It's the capital letter D. There's a hyphenation, F double E T E R S. D features. So that club is based out of Texas, and what they have done has also been amazing. Now. As we've said already, we've had clubs forfeiting their matches because of the roster situations that they've had, things out of their control, and they've been forced to forfeit playing their game. So that allowed defeaters' kicks to advance to the next round as uh, Lone Star Republic fell through because of their roster issues. So that mean, that meant, I should say, that they would be facing the Houston Hotshots, and it took them extra time <coughs> excuse me, to advance into the next round and beat them two goals to one, uh, the Houston Hotshots. And that meant also taking on Southwestern FC in the final round for defeaters' uh, kicks, and they would also defeat their opponent by a final of two goals to one. And all you can really say is this, that you have a club that are looking to become one of the probably just happy to be there, or they're looking to take out, to take out another Texas club 
and have them fight and fight and fight. And who knows? Maybe they want to be the next Christos FC. But we'll have to wait and see what they're going to do if they're going to advance into the next round. Now, there are those clubs in Texas that are a tough nut to crack. One of those clubs that was supposed to be in the Open Cup to qualify was the Riados. Now, if you've heard Damon Gochner on my regular show, as well as on my NPSL soccer shows, the Riados are one of the toughest clubs in the Texas area. North end of Texas or in the south end of Texas, they are one of the tougher opponents in the amateur level because probably most of the club is uh, from Mexico or Mexican-Americans that have come over to live in Texas and they go out and they play football very hard. And all you can say is is that those clubs that are normally known of being an amateur club and a powerhouse amateur club, you cannot mess with them. you got to face them head on. But I also want to talk about going back to that magical year of 2018. That magical year of 2018 in the Open Cup. Christos FC. That year was probably the best Open Cup year that I have ever witnessed in my life. How many clubs did we have in the lower levels prove themselves to become a big name in American soccer in the Open Cup? You had not just Christos FC, but at the time you had Miami FC, And then you had FC Cincinnati. And the shame of it all is that FC Cincinnati and Miami FC had to face each other in the quarterfinals to see who was going to face the New York Red Bulls and who was going to advance to the finals to face either Sporting Kansas City or the San Jose Earthquakes. That, my friends, was amazing to watch. That, my friends, was unbelievable to see. And to see how it got played on national television. Not saying the game was on national TV, but how their name was being broadcasted on national television. Scott Van Pelt's show on ESPN, Damon Amendolara, CBS Sports Radio. Of course, 
I had to get in on the on the action. I had the owner of the show previewing their match against DC United. And not only they were playing their game against DC United, but playing this game, two things really caught my eye. The goal that was scored by Amadou Kanse on that free kick bender inside the near post and the amount of support Christos had at the Boyd's Soccerplex in Boyd's, Maryland. And that was dedicated as a D.C. United home game. Play it at RFK. Audi Field was not built. But that match put Christos FC on the Open Cup map. You saw a group of DC United supporters on the far side seats at midfield in front of the stripe. Spattering of black and red here and there. While everyone else was wearing a neon green shirt supporting Christos FC. Filling up every seat, every space of the grassy knoll behind the net. And that, my friends, was the most magical match I have ever seen involving an MLS club against a local club that's in the amateur ranks and had fabulous support. And we all know what happened. DC United leveled the score at the you know before halftime and then you get to the 79th 80th minute and then boom the floodgates open and DC went on to win. Upset City was up for grabs. And unfortunately, lost the handle once that second goal was put in. I mean, this made the news as well up in Canada when it came to the Open Cup. Believe me, I would have loved to be down there. I would have loved to have seen or watched that match. I would have, you know, head down to Boyd's, Maryland. I would have found a way to get over there, rent a car, you know, Google Maps, everything. But definitely, folks, definitely, that was probably the greatest Open Cup run by an amateur side to face an MLS side in a very, very long time. Even those games with Dallas-Roma back in the day where the internet was still just in its fledgling days. 
It's not what it is today. It's not how it is these days with the technology that's around and the creation of these web cameras, um, you know, video cameras and part of your computer. Doing these now, soon, very soon, hopefully I'll be able to get that done and to just go out and have, you know, video conferencing for the show. It is just amazing to watch, amazing to see what Christos FC did. And just amazing to watch. And just to let everyone know, it was the 2006 U.S. Open Cup. Dallas Roma had that huge, huge round and that huge run which was unbelievable. They started off, excuse me, in the opening round against Laredo Heat. It was 2-2 through regulation and extra time. They won it on penalties, four goals to two. And then in the second round, Dallas Roma on the road, defeating Miami FC of USL 1 then, different Miami FC, which became later on, as the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Third round. Dallas Roma advancing into the third round, defeating Chivas USA, scoreless through regulation, scoreless through extra time, winning it on penalties, four goals to two. But in the fourth round, Dallas Roma just couldn't advance past the LA Galaxy and fell by a final of two goals to nil. That was a tough pill to swallow then in that time. Just unbelievable what happened. Unbelievable what we have seen. And all you can really say is that for that Dallas Roma side, that was a job well done. But once again, just a tough moment for Roma that couldn't advance past the fourth round, like Christos FC. And then, of course, FC Cincinnati going all the way to the semifinals and losing it in extra time to the New York Red Bulls by goals by Gonzalo Verón and a brace by Bradley Wright Phillips. Just when you thought it looked like FC Cincinnati was going to take on another MLS club and use a scalp to knock them off, the Red Bulls come up big and advance to the finals, sadly losing to Sporting Kansas City by a final of two goals to one, but a Red Bull side that was also determined to do well, and that year... that year was also a strange year for the Red Bulls. They faced New York City FC in back-to-back games, not just in the Open Cup, but also in league play in MLS. 
And then you're taking on the Philadelphia Union. Of course, once again, you beat them in league play. And then you beat them in the penalty kick shootout in the Open Cup. And then you take on the New England Revolution. You do the same thing with them in the quarterfinals because you beat them in Foxborough in league play. And then you beat them again on the campus of Harvard University soccer field to take on the USL representatives in FC Cincinnati. Amazing to watch. And when you talk about FC Cincinnati, starting off in the second round, representing four goals to one in extra time, one one through regulation. And then in the third round, you defeat the Pittsburgh Riverhounds on the road, three goals to one. Then in the fourth round, you take on um, – <clears throat> excuse me. In the fourth round, actually it's the 2017 Open Cup uh, final, so I got that one wrong. So let me uh, go back to that. Well, anyway, I'll get back to it in a bit. I'll get back to that in a bit. But, you know, once again, you're talking about that club, FC Cincinnati, going on a hell of a hell of a ride. In the 2017 Open Cup, not 2018, that's my fault. 2017 Open Cup. So, it's a lot of fun to talk about. And it's exciting to talk about these Open Cup games. And it's a lot of fun when you talk to these, once again, players, coaches, owners, front, you know, GM, whoever to have these conversations about qualification and, of course, going a long way into the U.S. Open Cup. My final guest tonight, gentlemen, is the head coach of the Azteca FC based over in uh, the Colorado area. And joining me tonight is Mr. Hernan Molina, the head coach of Azteca FC. Hernan, thank you for your time. Welcome to the show, and good evening. Hello, good evening. Thank you for inviting me, and uh, thank you for, for talking about Open Cup in your show. Well, thank you very much. It's great to have you on. Um, if I can ask you this, many of us are not familiar probably around the state of Colorado or even in the Denver area how good some of these amateur clubs can be. I mean, we all know about Harpo's. We all know about a couple of other clubs within the area of amateur football. How difficult is Colorado, even in the Denver area, how good is the talent within the parameters of where your club performs in? 
Well, uh, I'm not familiar with the level in older states, uh, but I could say from my side that it's, it's a pretty good level. It's high competitivity. Um, uh, you know, it's not only hard courses. Uh, there's, there are other teams, FC Denver. There are good teams uh, in Colorado. And, yeah, the, the games are great. Uh, I personally going to watch every single game, not just my team. And mm-hmm. all the teams have good, good strengths. Um, there are pretty good talents in the league. And that must really give a lot of uh, exciting moments for everyone. And I hopefully uh, there hasn't been a lot of uh, you know heart pounding moments for you to worry about your players getting injured or anything like that. I'd love. I mean, I would hate to see that happen, but it must really give a lot of competitive matches uh, to everybody over there. No, I will say that the, the, it's a there. Are, Pretty good games. Uh, it's uh, high competitivity, but uh, the teams are not aggressive. Most of the teams are trying to to play good soccer, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. No, absolutely. Uh, no, I I no about those kind of things like getting injured or something like that. Usually, when we have an injured player, is because uh, they are giving it all in the field, but probably they are not. They don't have the time to practice enough to be fit enough for the level they're playing. Uh, that's the main problem, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not a good at all. That's, so, that's good. As long as it's competitive, that's all that matters, really. And uh, happy to see that. Um, I have to ask, um, when your players were in their final match of qualification, how happy were they to uh, finally get to that level, to say, okay, we finally made it. Here we go. We have an opportunity, like everyone else now, to go out and be in the, uh, the, tough, the top competitive uh, tournament in American soccer. Well, uh, obviously they were so excited to play, uh, uh, to play that game, but uh, all players are – I don't want to sound – Arrogant, but I, I used to play in that uh, stage of Open Cup. So uh, our team uh, played that that game three times before. So, uh, but obviously they were so excited, and and they are more excited now about this new stage. Um, but yeah, yeah, they they were so happy. They like they like these kind of games. That's great. That's wonderful to hear. And um, <clears throat> it should be noted that um, these are the type of games that we all, all, we all want to watch. We all want to see. We love seeing the competitive spirit out of all the players out there to go out and, and have a great go and to find out, you know, everything that's going on with uh, these clubs that are fighting for those precious spots uh, especially in the opening round draw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was a great game. Uh, all, like I say, all the players were excited about it. Uh, I'm happy that um, also Harpers did a great game too. Uh, we suffered a little, 
uh, we hope both teams suffer a little. But I think for neutral fans, for, for those who went to just watch a good game, it was a great spectacle. It was 4-3 game, a 4-3 to score with extra time with a lot of dramatism. And uh, it, it was like strong mindset from both teams. Uh, we start 2-0 down in the first half, and we came back, and they tied the game before the end of the game. And uh, it was... Uh, it was a great game. I think it was a great a spectacle. It was uh, what people went to watch. No, absolutely. I mean, to have a seven-goal thriller the way you and Harpo's had out there, I mean, what a duel that was. And the, the going the forward, the back, the forward, the back, just amazing to watch. And uh, for you, for your side to get that final goal and win it in extra time, it's just fantastic to see. Uh, your other opponents as well, you started off against Colorado Rush, and you had a decisive victory 4-1. Um, how, difficult is, how difficult are the Rush when you face them? And uh, what were, did they surprise you a little bit, or were you just able to, to control the match? Well, um, uh, about Rush, I think they had a little bit of issues to to put the team together because they were just uh I think there were only ten players when we got there. Uh we also had our issues because we played that same weekend we play six games. We played uh, three games Saturday and three games uh on Sunday to we won our Lianza tournament. And after that we went to play because they couldn't move the game. So we have we had our issues and they had their issues. Uh, hopefully we could like we we could win the game and it was that was it. You know, like all, the only thing we wanted to do is just get over the game. Uh, uh, we also had eleven players because we had injured players in that other tournament that we were playing, and it was tough. Those are the kind of things that you know happen in amateur level. Um, but well, uh, there is not much to analyze there. Uh, we just won the game, and uh, you know, it, it was matters. Right. Um, and if I can ask you this before I move on to the next uh, game, uh, did you have any worries about <clears throat> roster uh, filling up roster spots because of the uh, the way that some t- some clubs were uh, dropping out of games because of uh, all the forfeitures that were happening. Were you having to double-check to make sure you had your accompaniment of players to perform in these games? Um, I, I, yes, I was a little bit worried, but uh, Andy, Andy De La Rosa is, uh, uh, who owns the team, and he takes take care of those things. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I wouldn't want to see you get uh, eliminated or eliminate yourself because you don't have the the proper amount of uh, rostered players that you needed uh, to, to, you know, I didn't want you to miss out on the fun, you know. I'd love to see that uh, happen, that you guys can at least uh, go and qualify for for these games and uh, perform in them as well. So I'm very happy that did not happen. But, of course... 
uh, your next match um, that uh, you were taking on the Colorado Rovers, and you pretty much handled them as well, five to two uh, in that second round. Uh, what challenges did they present to you, even though you were able to go out and get the big three-goal victory? Well, uh, we know well these teams. Uh, with Colorado Rovers, we, we faced them in a final and a tournament this year. Um, so we know well those teams. So they know us well, too. Um, so it's, it's nothing that surprised me or something like that. Uh, we know how we play each other. Uh, in that specific game, uh, we could open the score uh, kind of early in the game, so that's a, that's a game changing, right? Like when when we can, we, uh, we have a pretty good uh, offensive players, and when we can open the score uh, early in the game, the things become easier for us. And it sounds like everything did come easier for you, and then of course. Uh, that battle with Harpos really uh, sets uh, that standard very highly and how uh, you and them were able to go out and uh, just perform at a high level and just what a match that was. And to, just to follow it through social media and to see what everyone was doing was just amazing to watch. And uh, obviously, you guys, your side is advancing into the first round draw. Um, and obviously, we're not there yet. It's going to be on the 19th of January uh, next year to begin the 2022 Open Cup. But if I can ask you this question, um, who are you excited to face against? Who do you want to face in the opening round of the Open Cup? And, you know, with some of these new expansion sides coming to USL League One, like the Hailstorm of Northern Colorado, do you feel that's an opponent that you would like to face in the opening round? I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, you don't know who who are you going to face. Like you, you just have to be prepared for anyone. I think anyone is going to be pretty hard. Uh, this next game, and we have to be prepared because we don't know what is going to come, you know, next uh, next game. But uh, if I will have to choose, I, I would choose to do not go too far, uh, to do not travel too far. Uh, I think that will be uh, my only my only wish. But then, then I know that any team is going to be hard this next stage. That's very true. And that's going to be very difficult. And uh, you've got to be prepared for a big moment there for the club. How happy and excited will you be if you get drawn as a home side or the away side that your club will be on the ESPN plus, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me about that. Sorry. Uh, how exciting will no. you be? And, of course, your family and friends will be on the ESPN Plus platform to be broadcasted uh, nationally. Well, of course, every, everyone will be happy because of that. I mean, everyone – I'm happy because I'm talking to you and your podcast. So I, everyone will be happy to be, to be watched on ESPN or something like that. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's wonderful. And, and 
yeah, yeah, they'll be super happy. Of course, the players are going to be really, really happy. And I think it's an extra motivation, right? They're going to they're gonna give a plus mm-hmm. because they know they're being seen. Yep, exactly. And that's what you like to see and that's what you like to hear uh, like to hear about because this is going to be a big-time moment uh, for you and for your players and for the uh, people who support this club and this is going to be a fun time to uh, get involved. And hopefully uh, we'll have to wait and see what will happen. But until then, all you can do is just uh, take in the fruits of, your, fruits of your labor and celebrate a very big victory because you, sir, your club, Azteca FC, are back in the Open Cup. And I'd like to say thank you so much for you, uh, for you to come on the show. I hope you have a <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Excuse me, you have a very good evening, and have fun. Okay, thank you so much for your time, and have a good evening as well. Thank you very much. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. Hernan Molina, as he is the head coach of Azteca FC, as they are going into the first round draw, once again, of the U.S. Open Cup. And that will do it for tonight's show. Join me this coming Wednesday night for MLS Cup Playoffs Review Show. Uh, hopefully we'll get uh, more people on. We got uh, Matt Ralph from Brotherly Game On to talk about uh, the Union winning their playoff match and penalties over Nashville SC. We got one more playoff game to go tomorrow night as the New England Revolution will host New York City FC. And then we'll talk about the victories with the Portland Timbers and hopefully Real Salt Lake. My name, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'd like to thank my guests for tonight. I'd like to thank Dan Georgi, captain of Oyster Bay United, Kareem Sheeta, manager of Northern Virginia FC, and Mr. Hernan Molina, head coach of Azteca FC. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for talking to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Take care. So long and have a good night. Bye-bye for now.